0: That's Trash with Michael Wakowiak. This week, I am joined by the lovely Melinda Capelles to discuss one of this year's big Oscar-nominated films, Sound of Metal. We also discuss a variety of other topics, including some recent vaccine news, what it's been like to create during the pandemic, and what we would like to see art spaces look like when we finally come out of it. Here's our conversation. Welcome to That's Trash with Michael Wakowiak. I'm your host, Michael Wakowiak. And this week I am joined by the lovely Melinda Capelles. Hello. Hola. <laughs> we do need to tell everyone that uh we recorded an entire episode. It was wonderful. Um, but you'll never hear it because of a technical uh, just a technical error so we're out here we're going to do the conversation in reverse to really spice it up and we're going to just do it all over again because I would love a whole second hour with you <laughs>
1: Let's do this. I love being the
0: first. I'm going to read a little little bio about you, and then we're going to get into it, okay? Thank you. So, Melinda is an artist currently located in Buffalo, New York, but whose work has taken her all over the world. Growing up as a circus performer, she eventually transitioned into film and stage work, performing with companies such as Cirque du Soleil, Walt Disney World, and Disney Cruise Lines. Since arriving in Buffalo, Melinda has worked with many companies, including Raisi's Theatre Company, Musical Fair, Irish Classical, Shakespeare in Delaware Park, Ujima, Paul Robeson, Theatre of Youth, and so many more. She's a two-time RD Award winner for her performances in Stomping at the Savoy with the Paul Robeson Theatre and La Lupe, My Life, My Destiny with Raisi's Theatre, which... As I said before, an incredible performance I saw it in this tiny little box of a theater and it was like 90 degrees in like August I think it it was like an added performance and it was
1: Everything the 4D experience, the 4D experience, <laughs> correct.
0: Um, she she continues to work as an artist in in, uh, in town and has worked as an aide and uh, teaching uh, an acting coach at St. Mary's School for the Deaf. And one time we played elves together, and the story that I can now <laughs> mention is that we were doing elf and we had these little fake feet, um, to make it look when we were on our knees like we had feet. And yeah. we look over at Melinda one day on stage and she's not wearing her feet, and I was like, Well, it's just Like, she just is the legless elf over here.
1: (laughs) They literally did not stay on. And I was like, the show must go on. (laughs) Feet or without (laughs) feet.
0: So please welcome Melinda Capelles.
1: Gracias.
0: How are you?
1: Very good. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm good. I'm doing well. I mean, I feel like we've just been hanging out all all night now. All night. (laughs) so we're going to switch it up so we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff this week but i think we're going to first start with kind of a grab bag of things right. um that we when we were going back and forth we're like you know we, we want to kind of hit on some of these things there's so much going on right now mm-hmm. um the first thing we wanted to talk about is kind of what's going on with the vaccines yes. in terms of rollout but also in terms of like uh, people loving to make excuses for mm. not wanting to get vaccinated mm. so according to the cdc right in, as of this recording uh 23.1% of people in the country are fully vaccinated and 37.3 have at least had have started their uh vaccination so they if they're getting the two doses it means that they've gotten one of them. So I kind of want to pass it to you now cuz you wanted to kind of break down what's going on here in terms of people using excuses for why they don't want to get vaccinated.
1: Right. So the thing is, is that so no one ever said when they came out, right? No one ever said, hey, the vaccine is a miracle. You will never, ever get COVID-19, right? So when they came out, they said, hey, this is an opportunity for you to be able to fight it. Please help us help you. You help others, right? And so I find it very sucia, which is my Spanish was for dirty. I find it very socia when people come up and they're just like, if you get COVID-19 while you have the vaccine, that's quite possible. It's not like, but now you have a fighting chance, and it's nothing more dirty than someone being like, "Aha, told you. See, that's why I'm not gonna get it because you still got it." And it's like, why would you use that as your aha moment? I have about COVID-19 now. Are you happy? Like, this is your aha moment, and this, so I find it very socio. And I think, I think that's. I'm starting to feel the canceling coming on of people being like, my dear, you know, like I don't want to get vaccinated. And I understand that. I said, "Okay, that's fine. It's a choice that you want to make. But do not go around giving incorrect facts and don't go around acting like, oh, look, see, you got sick. I told you.
0: And have fun not being able to do anything nothing because it's going to especially in erie county like you're not going to be able to do a single thing if you're not vaccinated
1: nothing they
0: just they they just announced that the bill stadium you're going to have to be fully fully vaccinated and like who knows what other things but like things like concerts i wouldn't be shocked like Mm -hmm. the venues are going to start to make these decisions and you're going to be left out in the cold at your house doing nothing by yourself uh, because you refuse to get vaccinated and be and be a part of the effort to end this like right. that's that that's the other thing that's missing from those people who are honestly being selfish mm-hmm. because it's we're trying to work together to like end this sooner rather than later.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And so I, I completely agree. And I know there are some concerns at the beginning. And I was concerned at the beginning, seen, but you have to see also our, our cultural um, history and, and, and the abuse that yep. we endured in the past. So that's why I was very skeptical at the beginning. But I gave it my time. I gave it my studies and I made my decision. And I and I urge people, do your studies before you completely go out there and take it or not take it. Just do your studies. Because nothing makes me angrier than an aha person—that person that that goes, "Oh, look, they canceled Johnson and Johnson. See, I told ya." And it's like,
0: well. well, and that—that's the other thing we'll—we'll we'll get into in, in mm-hmm. a second. But I think—I think it was we'll be on the view that like she talked about. Obviously, you know, we all know, especially with—with—with with, with Black Americans, like the Tuskegee Institute, like yes. there were there were issues there in terms of testing. But whoopi basically was like, all the white people looked fine, right? So right? I, so I right. went, I went and <laughs> got mine,
1: <laughs> which, which secretly I was like. Okay, Sarah, Elizabeth, and Joseph, how do you feel? Okay, I'm going in. Okay, I'm going in.
0: Okay, Cameron, Cameron, Cameron? you're you're good? Okay, good. I'm great. Blake? Blake, You good? Yeah, okay. You good?
1: Okay. Okay, Okay. I'll go after him. Okay. Right.
0: And so the the, the other part on this, and this is, I found out the hard way, you Mm -hmm. can't. You got. If you're gonna put stuff on Facebook, people Oof. are gonna say something back to you, They're which is ready. totally fine. But I, I, I just don't have time for like some of the Facebook scientists. But this week, the FDA and the CDC recommended a halt on the distribution of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine Oof. over clotting issues in six U.S. women out of six million doses that have been administered. And I just think it's important to say off the top, and I know you feel the same way, and mm-hmm. I know you know, and I know this because you literally already have this conversation. Kind of <laughs> but I know that we we are our hearts go out to the to those women that had those issues i think particularly the one family of the one absolutely, that did pass absolutely but it's caution is important i'm concerned about how the media is going to spin this and going into what you said about people who are already looking for an excuse to not get vaccinated are going to use this mm-hmm. and the other thing is something else we were saying is like birth control is such a large issue right. that creates so so many more clotting statistics i think it's like uh, one in every or like six in every thousand women or something mm-hmm. have those issues And it and it's like it's not that the, what's going on with J- the johnson J- johnson vaccine doesn't need to be looked at right it just it's interesting to see the the panic so quickly right and a halt as opposed to what women are putting in their bodies like every day
1: right and then on top of okay so let's just touch this when they did do that, it's it's the way they announced it. They're just telling you they canceled because there are some huge issues. But what was the number you told, like the, the broader perspective, the big number is? Oh, it's like it's like six
0: out of six million doses. It's like 0.000068, zero, 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 six, yeah.
1: That's, that's a low percent. And I'm not saying that these lives do not matter, the lives that were affected. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we need to do further studying and things like that. And, and to just say, to just announce... Brought just perspective of like, that's it, Johnson and Sanchez messed up. Look at that, six women have, and you're like, whoa, are you serious? Wow. And then you look at the big number, and you're like, wait a minute, what? I mean, the Vicer at Moderna, there, there's been people who have affected negatively with that as well. You you know what I mean? So, but the numbers are just like, you have and to it, see You're
0: them. right, it would be an issue if it was like six out of eight women yes, who, were, like, yes. who were vaccinated, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about such a small percentage and again there are people who I know have clotting issues and that is a, a obviously a grave concern a and grave I, and I'm concern. sure and I'm sure that they are that this is not sitting well with them but I right. think you know it is like you have a larger chance of getting struck by lightning than right. you do of, getting, of 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 getting a clot from the vaccine from specifically the vaccine, yes, so yeah. it's just I'm concerned about what the media misinformation campaign becomes and it and, and it becomes oh well like Oh, I can't trust any of these vaccines now 100%. as opposed to like you know if it turns out that we need to halt this vaccine that it's it's going to cause more problems that's fine. that's fine but I just I don't think it's going to end there exactly. I think it's going to it's going to go from there and it's going to be like well if we can't trust the Johnson Johnson vaccine then who else can we too? trust
1: and it's the way that yes. you announce it it's because of the way that you announce it and it's those aha people who are like aha see and like I, I just and it's the facts facts about the, the birth control you are 100% correct for years women have been fighting that issue of like i mean it is it is uh it is easier to reverse a um vasectomy, a vasectomy than it is to, to take these birth controls and continue putting poison in your body now a lot of women don't take birth control because of just pregnancy so i'm just using one example there yeah. are a lot of women who suffer from medical health that need these birth control and i understand that but we have not canceled birth control we have not even thought no. of canceling birth control well, we would and, never and-
0: if Viagra caused blood clotting, say what? At, at the same at the same rate. Oh, this would this would have been a story because I'm I mentioned on my post as well. I did not know until recently about the clotting because it just goes into generally if it doesn't affect men, right? Sometimes it doesn't get into those like national uh, mm. like p- people aren't reporting on it because even if you have you know female reporters female identifying reporters the decisions are still being made typically by some old man okay up there. And, if he, and if he decides that that's not uh pertinent inf- information for the world it doesn't get out and so when i read that i was like what the fuck and then i had a conversation last last weekend with a friend just kind of talking about how obviously birth control is very important is as, as as you said it helps women with many things past just um getting pregnant but right. also there's a whole conversation that it, it, may, may, maybe this will be the catalyst to open that up right. of like sometimes people are on it who like m- m- you know maybe it needs to be on like the male partner like maybe you need to either wear a condom or do something like why is it just on the women when it can have an adverse effect to some women's bodies
1: i love it yes that you you are 100 because and that is a catalyst for that conversation of like okay you know this is streaming off of a a of vaccine and we're going into a whole new territory that i'm like yes feminism all the way and you know like i, I listen to this these stories all the time and, and i think to myself it's just it's just insane the things that people come up with and they keep making excuses, you know. And it's like, I get it, all right. I, we are all scared out here. And I I have to tell you, I got the Johnson Johnson. When I heard it, I was like, oh, my God. And I immediately was like, look at my face. Look at my eyes. How do I look? You know, what am I doing? And then, you know, my ex-husband, who who is a surgical tech, great baby daddy, high five. He yeah, says, <laughs> <laughs> he told me, he's like, wait, 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 wait. Look at the numbers. Look at the broader perspective. Look at this you're going to be fine. Look at your health, look at your uh, history, look at yeah. your family's history. Look at your, you know what I mean? We I'm not saying that we're doctors and we're we're saying that you'll never, you know, have an issue, but once he did that, I was like, "What is happening? What did that? That just made me go in a whole other realm."
0: Because you're right, and it and it does send people into into a panic, and that's the mm-hmm. other thing. And you touched on this earlier about what when the CDC announced it. Either way, it's not great. Like you just like kind of halt like say, saying it with no information is bad, but also if you know more and you're not sharing it, that's also that's worse.
1: worst. You're you're purposely trying to get your money and, you're like, please and
0: yes, buy. Yes, there there are. There are There are people I've seen out there who are correctly saying, like, this does happen a lot, and we just don't hear it. We just don't hear hear it, it." yeah. Which is totally true, but this is a different situation because we are trying to give this to every adult in the country. And so this is a little bit different, and the kind of the information spread of it, it it just works a little differently because we're not dealing with the same... Level and and as so someone else also pointed out, there is something that we also do have to remind ourselves. On the other side of the coin, is that the U.S. right now we're very privileged with how much vaccine we're able to get, which is something that we that we that we we forget. Is like yes, even not. in Canada, they're vac- they're vaccinating like two people a day.
1: <laughs> you hit it nail nailed it right on the head. Like that's that's exactly it. We are very privileged in our thought of like, you know, maybe I'll have this or maybe I'll have that or. You know, maybe I'll take this, and I'm like, okay, unless it's a medical situation, like, take, take it. Call me. Which one you have? Give it. Unless give me. you have,
0: like, I, I know that there are some people who can only take the exactly, you know, because exactly of the because of
1: specific issues.
0: But it, it, like, we are we are privileged that because that was something else I wrote. Like, oh, I'm you know it's going to slow down our our vaccine process. But then I thought about, it, I was like, well, we are so much further <laughs> ahead than any other we country really are. that like it, it it is a level of privilege to be able to be like we can halt it. So, that's just my just my long way of saying like I I understand the caution, but I am concerned as yes. we were saying that right. the, the misinformation campaign by these people
1: who are already vaccinated in their little in their rooms, workspace, yes, in their in their garbage. workspace, in their bubbles. Also, like I said earlier, if I'm I'm obsessed with these TikToks about like if you've been here, you don't have to worry about what's in the vaccine, yes. honey, honey. If you've been on the subway at 2 a.m. after getting out of La Escuelita, the drag, drag club in the village. You remember that? That's the way in, you're like, ah! You don't have to worry about what's in this vaccine, Poppy. <laughs> if,
0: if you've been to the pink, you don't need to worry about what's in the vaccine.
1: <laughs> if you dated me in college, you don't need to worry about what's in the vaccine, honey. I'm, I'm telling you. If your face has been in someone's booty hole, you oh, don't need <laughs> to worry
0: about the vaccine.
1: You committed. You committed. You said you were going to do it. Now, now you committed. <laughs>
0: It's so true, though. It's so true. So, I mean, that's 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 really all. That's
1: it. So, I don't want to hear it. Especially And I don't want you to come to me if you know I know you did it. And you told me you did it. And then you come to me and say, I'm worried about what's in the vaccine. I'm going to give you the side eye and go, remember you did it? Correct. <laughs> like, Correct. Oh. oh, honey. Like, Let me go get this know. done.
0: <laughs> completely switching gears, but this was some breaking news that you... That you gave me before. Can you tell us about so for anyone who hasn't been following the Matt Gates situation, Ooh. um, this involves uh, he's a Florida Congressman who also kind of looks like he was like made of plastic and then someone stepped on him. Um, he is, being charged with child sex trafficking with yes. taking a minor across state lines. And there's been some interesting information that's that's come out about an associate of his, Melinda, if you would like to share that with
1: I us. just want to share that I don't take relish in the thought that these poor women have been, you know, sexually abused and used and all these things. But my God, to see the man get it in the end and be like oh my God, we might actually trial these people and actually get oh, yeah. justice. Honey, I'm setting up a table and putting my tea down. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt Gates, congressman of Florida, right? You know, sexual predator, all these things. Well, supposed sexual predator and all these things. So he, <laughs> Joel Greenberg is the tax collector for Seminole County, right? The ca- tax collector, yeah, for Seminole County. He's being charged right now with several charges and one of them is prostitution and minor trafficking and they checked his venmo account honey and guess who's on it
0: matt gates matt the venmo i can't believe it. this is coming down to venmo mm-hmm. that is messy
1: so then instead of pleading not guilty and you know fighting fight, fighting it with his very expensive lawyers he has a meeting and he pleads guilty so everyone's like i hear of.
0: Hmm. i've watched enough procedurals to know that people only plead guilty when they're getting something
1: game changer someone's about to whistle <laughs> oh. <laughs> we got a, we got a whistle blow. we got a whistle
0: that's that's the thing this kind of came out like with like when ted cruz was basically leading an right. insurrection on the Capitol. It's like when you're a shitty person and you yes. do something bad people love to pile on people love to be like yeah you're a piece of shit
1: now here Right. And, you know, I honestly, I in, in real life, I would be like, oh, God, let's not really, you know, but my God, this is coming together in a way that I'm like, oh, oh, yes, also, honey. Isn't
0: it ironic that the. The people that always claim that there's like the child sex trafficking rings being run by Democrats are the same people oh. being arrested for child sex trafficking. I'm interesting. Seems interesting. Be interesting because
1: when there's one pointing finger, there's four pointing back. I'm yeah, just. Yeah, maybe ev-
0: maybe everybody needs to tweet <laughs> him with pizza emojis because oh, okay. that <laughs> seems to be. That seems to be where, and he, oh my god, he's he's a fucking lunatic. He was there was there was a press conference of, of him outside somewhere in his of his district, and he was like, and he was like, I have got so many great people on my side: Marjorie Taylor Green, Donald Trump, oh and Jim Jordan. I was
1: like, I was like, <laughs> oh that my sounds god, like that's the, a fucking reality TV show. <laughs> like that that's...
0: is like, yeah, that's that those are people; those are literally three mm-hmm. crazy racist people.
1: That's the seat. At Satan's table, that's what I'm just saying. <laughs> she said, "Okay, come
0: here." But no, thank you. That that was some breaking news that I did not know. So that man is going down because yeah. of some of some Venmo payments. Now I will say he does have a um a confusingly attractive older son that he mm-hmm. adopted,
1: mm-hmm. which we do have
0: several questions, but also. And I do question Nestor's politics if he is his son, mm-hmm. but if Nestor needs some help, I am willing to open right. my home to Absolutely. him.
1: Absolutely, Nestor, just blink twice. I'm here for you, Bobby. I got you. <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, we wanted to discuss another bit of intel that you gave us was that Prince Philip, the Duke <gasps> of Edinburgh. I, oh- <laughs> He listen. He heard Taylor Swift's f- new version of Fearless and just dropped dead. But you said that he he like made his okay. own like death mobile.
1: Yes, he designed his own la- the Land Rover. He designed his own uh, Land Rover to carry his coffin. My guy, that's what? good for him. That's beautiful Okay, listen, I want the addition. I want I'm obsessed. Okay, I know that a lot of people right now are very angry with them and I and so am I. I mean their history shows it. It's all there, you know. They have Nazis in the family. They hello tutors, they've been fin- We mm-hmm. all we all watched the crown. We saw Thank you. I saw everyone every episode. I'm obsessed. Yes. But my point is I'm still obsessed with them and when I when he passed away I was just like, Oh oh no, what's gonna happen? I, I can't wait to watch the funeral on TV. And then so he said, well, the Land Rover, he designed it. And I'm looking at this Land Rover and I'm like, I I need this in my life. I need to tell people I have the Prince Philip Coffin Edition Land Rover.
0: <laughs> it's going to be like an upgrade. It's like, okay, so for $10,000, we'll give you the the Duke of the Edinburgh Land Rover. And you can, I mean, because that's, yeah, Prince Harry and, and Meghan seem to make it clear that he wasn't the one asking the weird questions, but he does give like big like says something racist at dinner vibes. hmm
1: But he also gives that vibe of like, oh, that's the old, you know, he's like that. And and they were so, they took his soul to heart that I, because it's a serious thing, yep. but but to be so hurt from it, it had to be somebody closer. And I, I'm, I'm on the same, I'm voting on, I'm writing the, the I do mean Charles, Charles, Charles. Yeah, Trent. it's char- oh, yeah. Charles. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, Trent. it's him. All the way. It's, it's him. It's, it's him. A
0: hundred percent, but... You know, we say um, there was, (laughs) there was all these tweets that were like, were like, ooh, because like apparently England's about to open up. They've been on like a three, a a three month lockdown. It's like, ooh, Elizabeth's about to hit the clubs. Hot, she's having her hot girl summer. I was like, I can't, can't wait. This. This, this. I can't.
1: I can't. This needs
0: to stop. But when I was in London, I lived there for a summer and it was the Queen's Jubilee and they put Prince Philip on a boat in like 20 degree weather and it rained and then he got pneumonia and went to the hospital t- two days later. Because he's basically a corpse he's a sponge. that like, can walk.
1: He's a sponge. He's a, <laughs> he's a, a sp- filter. Sponge. He's a filter. You can't take him out. Like you, That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, we, we've all seen Weekend at Bernie's. I
0: know. The man. <laughs> oh, the my man. God. So this is a completely un- unrelated, but I just thought of it. I don't know if you watched any of or you saw online stuff. They had the BAFTAs this past weekend. which like, yes. yes, yes,
1: yes, and, yes, yes.
0: Uh, Young Jun Yoon from Minari 1. And she started off by sympathy. She's like, I'm so sorry for your passing of the Duke of Edinburgh. And then she says, this award means a lot because British people are snobby. So thank you. Oh my God. I was like, that's funny. That's... <laughs> but I love that she was like, I'm going to compliment your dead, dead prince. Then I'm going to call you snobs and take my award and walk out. And not
1: flinch. Not one moment. It was just, thank you. and then
0: <laughs> We love it. We loved we loved to see that. So the 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 other thing that I wanted to ask you about was it's been so hard now because people like it's it, it's been hard to want to create with everything that's been right. going on uh because it's just been a rough time and some people haven't like you haven't been physically able to, but you have been very very lucky and we've been lucky because you've got to continue to participate in a few different projects. Um the the, the ones that come to mind are the um alleyways current seven one six, um the, the the shorts with Jewish rap, and then recently topography of women with Ujima. And so I wanted to ask you kind of what, what that process has been like to work with uh to work with these artists and still be able to to create something in the middle of this pandemic
1: wow so uh, the process was a- absolutely phenomenal because everyone was very safe everyone was very open but also I thought to myself how did how did all that happen you know like how did it boom like that because I felt like when, when we were open and everything was open I felt like I was really trying my hardest to be like I'm here I'm relevant I can do this what do I have to do to show you I can do this please give me you know like and then as soon as everything shut down I thought to myself well I, I'm definitely, I think a lot of people of color thought to themselves, well, here we go, we're we're about to fall through the cracks, uh, you know, and so it forced, I think the COVID-19 forced people who usually would be in board meetings and would be trying to raise funds for the theater and trying to get all the tickets and, and reaching out to see what's relevant, who's won a Tony, what what uh, show has won this, when in 10 years is this going to be released, you know. It forced them to sit at home. And when you're sitting at home and everything's shut down, you are, like, fed down in your eyeballs, down your throat. What is happening right now in society? And it it created a moment of, like, we've got to start writing our own stuff, right? Or getting people from Buffalo to write their own stuff because we're... there's no direction to look right now so we have to look to our own and in that process i think more roles became available because people were like i have no option but to listen to you and to actually be open to the fact that you're the one available right now you're the one who can do this right now wow i didn't know that you could do this let's go ahead and pull you in you know like um d- during this pandemic I-, I really do think that's why all these zooms started coming up and i was just like oh yeah okay yeah i'll do this and i'll do that now in alloway, chris he did elf with us uh-huh. and so he was always very like he he always was very open to like with people who he worked with to go ahead and reach out to them and things like that so that was very easy but there was other uh, z- zooms that i've never even thought i would ever Uh, be in with other companies and I, I think that's really what happened not only did they have to reach out to the younger generation to start coming in and start you know getting advice from them and stuff because it's it's a whole new ball game but with that younger generation they also got fed this the the news and what's going on right now and And things that are happening and you can't ignore it anymore you can't ignore us anymore now you don't have the excuse of i really didn't know i didn't have time i had a board meeting to go to i had so many people i had to answer to i had to make sure tickets were selling i had to make sure now you have to see us now you have to look at me and watch my protests and watch you know my people and watch us basically tell you our stories and listen to us when we say we are not being seen we are not being appreciated we are not being you know and create storylines for us and you, you now you have to you really don't have a choice because now to be silent and ignore me you're just basically saying a lot by doing well, and it's
0: yeah it's i mean it's even more tone deaf now than yes. than it was before and i think you know we we don't we don't love to say that uh, like the pandemic's a blessing in any way but no, i think no, yeah. we can we can agree that the um the lining up of a real racial reckoning conversation right. and a global pandemic allowed people to have time it allowed people who normally is going to work and then immediately running to rehearsal mm-hmm. uh, or or another or another, another another job or something like now you had the time to sit and think about like What have I done? What have I, you know, contributed to? How can I be part of the change? All of those things you had time to sit with. And we just never, we just never had time before. Right. Time for most people didn't exist. As you said, Uh, people trying to run theaters, like art, even at its peak, art is hard. It's hard to keep these places afloat. So these people are trying to do that. And then like, when you have that time, there's no, there's there's no excuse, no excuse because Now is the time to do that foundational building so that we come back to a better place.
1: Right. Because soon we are coming back. And who wants to come back to the same place? No.
0: For several reasons. Mm -hmm. Who wants to come back? What's the point of stopping for going to be over over a year if – if you don't come back better in multiple ways like that, then it was just a waste of
1: time. And what I'm saying is not specifically to me. I'm not saying that I had doors open. Up. I'm talking about people of color in general that are in the entertainment field, because as you said before, there was like uh, in New York, you're breaking news for me like that was like,
0: oh, 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 oh yes, uh, that um this this happened literally just hours ago that Karen Olivo. Tony winner and star of, M- of Moulin Rouge announced that she will not be coming back to Moulin Rouge when Broadway comes back because she doesn't want to, she, she, she's valuing her integrity and doesn't want to be a part of a system that is not rising to meet the moment. Mm. And I think that stems, f- it stems from a lot of the conversations about, um about equity, uh, not the union, but also the union, but like yeah. just equity in, in theater and, 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 and seeing Seeing people represented and seeing new 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 stories, but also this recent uh, expose about the producer Scott Rudin, right, and all of his kind of basically like terror tactics on Broadway, yeah, and really the only people speaking out right now are uh, Brandon Uranowitz, who is an actor who is in Falsettos, he's been posting some stuff. Eden Espinosa has been speaking out, and Mm -hmm. Karen Olivo. But why are two of those three women women of color right like why Mm -hmm. do they need to carry the burden of being the ones
1: to speak out exactly yes 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 but i I, that's that was my point as, as to the the zooms and how this all came together it was very surprising for me i was like first of all working on them was incredible because when i did typography for women i'm ashamed to say i had not met half of those women in that cast i mean i'm gonna say most that m- most 75 percent of the people in that cast i had never met and there was elite dancers singers actors poets i never and i lived here for five years now i thought to myself well what a shame right but i only lived here for five years you know but then i met people who have been here forever and we're like who's that that was phenomenal and i'm like what and so
0: yeah it's it it it's not crazy. yeah it's it's fully entrenched in, in because you know there's obviously the the legitimate ways in which like things have been segregated through redlining and and all sorts of stuff in the city but that then extends to the arts where like there are people who just it's not for lack of talent but haven't been giving opportunities at, at other places outside of you know where they call their theatrical home right uh, and it's and, and also it's incredible to have a theatrical right, home, right That amazing. doesn't mean mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you that other people it kind of works both ways here right because you don't mm-hmm. you also don't want to pull people out of somewhere right where they feel comfortable so exactly. it needs to go both ways people in town need to go and see art at spaces that they don't normally go to where I don't want to say uncomfortable because to me I don't see why well on the, the white side the spaces yeah. wouldn't be uncomfortable I can see why people of color may feel uncomfortable in right. a space that is predominantly white right. but you need to go and and, and, and see that and then also the, we 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 need to start seeing different bodies in different places. Like so, it, it it it's there. There are two streets here that that both need to be driven down to just right. make it more equitable. And I mean, it's true. You see you see someone, you're like, why have I? Why, why is this the first time that I've seen you? It's not for lack of talent,
1: right? And so, like that, that was my experience with the with the zooms, and and it, it became eye-opening but also overwhelming and there was great experience and then there was eye-opening experience but all, all of them were just fantastic so those theaters were fantastic I'm, I'm so grateful for them to have taken a chance on me and been like okay we're gonna try it let's do it and you know and I was like wow there there was not one like can you roll your R please or there was not one you know can you you know can you give me a little bit of that? It's the, you know, Oh no. and I love not it. That. Let me tell you, that's me as well. I'm not saying that's not, but I felt like this was more of a chance for me to be something that wasn't expected. And so that was fun.
0: It's fun to get to be yourself mm-hmm. on stage and get mm-hmm. to do everything you would, you're saying, cause you're you like, that is you. So yeah. you, you don't want to do that, but you don't want to do it every single time you right. walk on stage. Right. You want to, you know, you want to play things that you don't do in real life because we're
1: actors. Hello. That's,
0: that's the point. Like you know, you want to be able to, to ideally both tell the stories that are important to you, and yes. then also get to get to do. I mean, not that it's important, but get to do other stuff. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. That's the point.
1: That was fun. That was that was the fun part about it, which was like, oh man, this we're creating now. You're creating this. Oh my goodness, you're you're giving me open space. This is incredible. I don't know what even what what to say. You know. So that was. That was fun. And at the same time, I had to like, I was overwhelmed too, because I um, I started going through sicknesses and things like that. My hair started falling out and I was like, oh great, like what's going to happen? And I think it was just time telling me to slow down and focus. And in doing so, I started honing in on things that I was like, I would have never thought of doing this before because I didn't have time. So I am Definitely grateful to those theaters out there. That
0: and I mean that that's that's a real thing too. I mean, thinking, you know, I look back and I look at the schedule I used to have, and it's not that I don't want to get back into it, but you're like, it's just a building time for yourself into our into schedules. I think is just something that we now know. Like there is no logical reason why you should do like five shows in a row. Like because that's just it seems great at the time, but it's just not actually great for your mental health right. in our situation where it's not our only job would right. be a little bit different if that was the only thing if that, that was we had the only do, thing that i had to do yeah in the situation we we find ourselves and we're all doing something else we're raising children we're doing this you know every, it's not it's not as as simple um and so the stress takes hold
1: also i really thrive on the art i thrive on it like therapy and so I find it. I want to work at it and get better at it. But if I don't have time to take more workshops and, and, and really hone in and ask someone to mentor me, start memorizing different lines, going to see plays so that I could actually in, learn from someone and, and take it in. And I just I don't feel like I'm growing. So you're right. Doing the back to back thing. I, I don't think it's my thing anymore. I think it was before. But I think now it's like, and and how so I'm, I'm being completely like, honestly, this is a first world problem for real. Like, cause I'm like, cause Correct, I'm like, yes. you know, hello, who, what do you have to complain about? You're doing, so like, how dare you, you know? And so I'm, I'm very grateful. But if I have a choice and if I, I choose to grow rather than to be seen more, so I, I am looking at like, okay, maybe doing a show and then taking a workshop and then yeah. going to a yoga class and then you know taking a spa. Hundred percent,
0: and it goes back to what we we're saying before about wanting to come out of this in in yeah. a better place. That also isn't just speaking about the the, the systems are working, and it just speaks to us. We you want to you want to come out of this a better person in some way because otherwise. What was the point? And you know, everyone suffered their own. You know, pl- plenty of plenty of stuff has happened to everybody over the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Some far worse than others. But um, you know, you have to take it and 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 keep going because otherwise, what what was any of it for? So the only other thing I will say, because uh, this is, we, we kind of got into this in the last section again, back to what's happening in New York with the Scott Rudin situation yes. is. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, he's a very powerful Broadway producer. Um, who pro- has produced? I mean, he's he's produced. Uh, he produces all, so many things a year. Like mo- most more famously, probably like the book of the Book of Mormon is one of his shows, yep. and he produced the Hello Dolly revival. He's producing this music man revival with Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. Um, but going back to what to what we said too is. I take issue with the fact that artists need to be the ones to speak up. I I think it's great if they do and I think particularly people like Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster who are benefiting uh and are both in positions of like uber fame, I think they them speaking up is 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 important but I I don't love putting it on the artists but when you have these producers and these other producers and these theater owners who have and these heads of unions who have allowed it
1: agree 100 percent they should be the ones who are stepping up to this plate and you know a lot of people go thank you so much you're doing so great and i said no i thank you but again here we are like we have to step it up and take the game. Like we have to yeah. take the fault. The artist is usually like the revolutionary and the game changer, but it's like, it's like we need we need those producers and directors to start beaming up. I agree.
0: It's all very complex too, because like. You wish there's a way to just remove him from the system, but that won't fix it. It Right, no. It needs to be, yeah. It needs to be a full um, add-on, yeah. It's been interesting. I've I've seen some other takes, not other takes, I've seen some things online saying, like, Hugh Jackman needs to say something, but, like, him just quitting the production also doesn't work because it's not just, I mean, that production is very white, so it could Mm -hmm. use a, a... are we hot anyway but you think of all the all people the crafts people feeding. who are who are out of jobs yes like, so it Physicians. is a very tricky situation yeah. but you need to but you have to, you have to do something like yes. inaction is not is not an option i don't know what the uh thing is but also that's why i'm not in charge Like i'm not hugh jackman so you figure it out so. okay
1: that's exactly that's my point my point is every time i hear someone say well that's not the answer i'm like i don't know what the answer is like you gotta do something honey because i mean I got to work, and she's yep. got to work, and he's got Precisely. to work. So somebody's got to do something.
0: And it should so be hear on, you. It, it shouldn't be on 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 you, like mm-hmm. a woman of color mm-hmm. who already is going to have to be at like a slight disadvantage. Just in how mm-hmm. the and how the theatrical industrial complex is going to view you right now. We need that to change, but it shouldn't be on you to have to be the mm-hmm. voice because mm-hmm. you already have to deal with so much so bullshit. So much bull- why, why should yes. you be the one who needs to who needs to be like? Hmm. Hello? Uh,
1: (laughs) I have arrived.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So we're going to take a break uh, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, Sound of Metal, a wonderful film that is available on Amazon. So we will be right back. And we're back. So... We're now going to move our conversation to uh, a new film. Uh, it's not—it's not exactly new. It, it came out in the fall of 2020, and it is called *Sound of Metal*. So, this is a film that um, I've talked about a lot of, like the y movies, and this is just one that we haven't gotten to. And when I knew I was going to have Melinda on, I knew that that there was a connection here, and that yeah. it would it, it would be great to to discuss. So, just some quick background: uh, so *Sound of Metal* is directed by Darius Marder and written by. Uh, Written by him, his brother Abraham Martyr, and Derek C. of France, uh, the film follows Ruben, a drummer and recovering addict in a metal band with his longtime girlfriend Lou. When Ruben suddenly loses most of his hearing, he looks into implants as a quick solution but is unable to pay for them. So he then checks into a rural shelter mm. for deaf recovering addicts where he begins to learn ASL and embrace his new community. The film stars Riz Ahmed, Olivia Cooke, and Paul Racy and, and then a whole other list um, of, of incredible deaf addicts. Actors, uh, it's nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Actor for Riz Ahmed, Best Supporting Actor for Paul Racey, uh, Best Original Screenplay, Best Editing, Best Sound, and Best Picture. So, we'll start with kind of what were your overall thoughts about the film? Kind of what did you know about it going in? Um, I know because we've already had this conversation before, so I can so I I I I, I can say this: you were worried about kind of some triggers as well here so yes. can you just like t- talk about that so
1: for those who don't know i'm just now embracing the fact because i used to hide it a lot is that i'm hard of hearing and at the beginning when i first lost my hearing um i it really traumatized me because i didn't realize i was singing off note i didn't realize till people started looking and i just thought to myself oh that's just them they got a problem <laughs> they just, honey they just love me. <laughs> Either they love me or they have a problem. It's not me. So um, I continued living my life and things started changing. Like, I realized that m- my right ear started triggering too. I had ringing every now and then. And I was just like, and then my left ear was gone. And I was just like, what? I continued living life. And I started teaching at St. Mary's School for the Deaf. And they needed an acting coach. So I, um, shout out to Enan Mojica, who is Mojica McGuinness, who's my aunt. And she was like, she, she, I came to visit while I was studying in New York. She said, you should really... Incorporate yourself in the deaf community, and you know, and I was like, Wow, okay, it was there that they told me. I went to there and I said, The kids keep telling me you're hard of hearing, and I was like, No, I'm not, no, I'm not. No, like, no, really, you, I'm like signing to you and I'm trying to get your attention, you're not paying attention. (laughs) So then she did the test and she was like, You have no hearing at all in your left ear, it's completely gone. And then my right ear has a certain percentage that is starting to leave as well, and so the panic. Um, sat in of oh my god I might possibly never be able to perform again and so uh, thank god that I was at St. Mary's School for the Deaf because they taught me basically everything they taught me how to do um, uh, theater uh, they they forced me by wanting more theater And I gotta tell you if you ever work with deaf children theaters if you're an actor go go work with deaf children and and teenagers they want this they want it so bad and there's just nobody giving them the ability to do that and, it's, and it and it comes it comes a generational thing sometimes too where the older generation's like oh that's not our thing and the younger generation's like everything's my thing i dance i sing i act you know so go do that but anyways my point is they forced me to look deeper and embrace the fact that these are exercises you can do this is what you can. And, and i had to get creative you know theater games aren't the same when you're working with deaf uh, children and things like that so at at first when i i didn't even know the movie was coming out and my friends were telling me they're like oh man you, you got to see this movie with riz mc okay so i know him as riz, riz mc because <laughs> riz did this song before it was like english Dan and um i was obsessed with it right and he he's he's a british pakistani actor right and i i was obsessed with it and i was just like riz mc's gonna play uh the lead role doesn't he have to be deaf and you know my whole insecurities came in and i was just like what's going on then i heard the story was about him being a drummer and losing his hearing and i was like what and so at first i really wasn't gonna watch it and then i watched it and i was just like this is absolutely beautiful because it wasn't just a story for the deaf or for the it was really about human human beings because we're talking about he was an addict a recovering addict right and that's a whole story in itself he's a brown man which they don't touch upon but you know the internal suffering there right okay. and then uh, we have the fact that now he has to embrace the deaf community and embrace the fact that he no longer like move on it is time and, it, and you're not dead, you know, like mm-hmm. now you can do it in a different way.
0: And and I think that is what is so beautiful about about the film, too, because I think it it is able to walk a very hard line of giving an authentic experience of this deaf experience. Right. And what happens. Right. Right. And also touching upon just like what happens when an artist can't do their art anymore. Yes. And if you're someone like you were just saying, if that's mm-hmm. bo- that that lines up for you on both, then that's like next level. But it is able, like I know people who aren't deaf or or, or hard of hearing who have been affected by it because of that feeling of right. what if I couldn't do it? I mean like my my father hasn't seen the film but an example is like my father had had a stroke mm-hmm. uh, oh god like a year and a half ago when he mm-hmm. he could no longer play the saxophone and that was something that was so important to him right and he just can he just can't do it anymore because he doesn't have the deck the dexterity in one in one of his hands and so it's like what happens when you can't do that you find different ways you you know you there it doesn't need to stop and I think that's that's what's so beautiful about about the film and that riz. MC. Yes, Riz uh, was MC. able to He doesn't he doesn't it's so hard. You have people who will like uh, appropriate something to to kind of be the lead of the story ooh, whether ooh. it be I'm going to I'm going to play yes. a trans character or mm-hmm. I'm going to god forbid, you know, do a a a, a blackface mm-hmm. face, or yellow face mm-hmm. moment. Uh but it does seem like Riz really put in the work, he um, did. and I know, and and I can pass it to you in a sec because I want you to speak uh, on um, the the man in the movie who also taught Riz, but he really put in the work to work with in this community because he's really the only character in it who does. Who who is deaf and who does sign? Who who is not actually part of that community? And so All I think right. he knew that it was important for him that he needed to be. And he also knew, and this isn't not not for the awards or everything. I think he probably knew that this was a, a potential awards vehicle. Yeah. and people are going to be asking you questions, mm-hmm. and you need to be because there's nothing worse than when someone gets to that point I and mean, they can't answer any of the things. So again, p- please share um, the information about. I think was his, his name.
1: J- jeremy stone jeremy, jeremy stone yes. mm-hmm. so jeremy okay so here's the thing with right right the m- m- martyr brothers darius martyr, Right. so his grandmother's actually deaf so th- so he's already uh, involved in this community but he never thought of touching up on that because at the end of the day he identified as fully hearing and he was just like it's not me, right so him and his brother get this script and and um the, the the co-writer of the script i forgot his name but he made the the movie
0: oh, I- Derek France made Blue Valentine.
1: Yeah, he made Blue Valentine. And I absolutely was obsessed with Blue Valentine. So right there already, I was like, obsessed. This might be really good. It's shot in docu-film style, right? So the pace is kind of something, but you'll get it. But anyways, Joseph... uh, Joseph Stone, yeah. So he was the... Jeremy Stone was the one who played the teacher in the film. He played the teacher who told him to voice off. And um, as the film started going... They realized he kept stopping them to say, hey, hey, I know you guys are saying that, but and he's signing because he's fully deaf, he's like, I, I, you know, I know you're telling him to do this. But honestly, if if he was uh, deaf, actually deaf and never saw hearing before, like the scene where they're in group together and he was actually paying attention, they were telling him to actually pay attention. And he said, no, 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 you have to tell him to just look around because he really doesn't know sign language. And they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Because I'm not looking at – there was another scene where he's going on the computer and the computer had sound. And he goes, I'm sorry. I just have to stop you for a minute. And he's not even part of the – he's just an ASL teacher for for um, Res because he actually was his ASL teacher for seven months before the film was filmed.
0: Which is wild.
1: And they were like, let's just make him the teacher on the film. And then they're like, let's just make him the consultant because he had so many great ideas. They were listening to the, the computer on. And he told him, No, you have to turn it off, because deaf people, we we don't have the sound on in the computer when we turn it on.
0: And that's that's the important thing is like so often, and this happens, like somebody like Riz, I mean, he he his star power brings this project to like a higher prominence. And so he takes it seriously. And then the director, who I believe you said had had a grandmother who was yes. deaf, so is has a connection to the community, mm-hmm. but isn't necessarily a deaf person himself. Bringing people like Jeremy into the room, and that's what we need, to, and that's what we need to see happening in theater, in addition to film as well. Is it's like, you know, just because that's not your experience doesn't mean that you can't touch it with a ten foot pole. Right. It just means that you need to have people in the room right. who are being paid, right, to. To to bring that level of authenticity, like mm. lo- like you said, like they needed him to be in the room to be like that computer would never be on because right. that's not something that they would ever understand. Yes. and so having him on set and then paying him what he needs to get paid for that—that's what we need to be doing. We also need to be letting those people tell their own stories. But if 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 this is a passion project for this for. Gary Smarter, he did the next best thing, which is bringing in those people to authentically tell the story.
1: Absolutely, and he also like there were some scenes in there that I was like, oh, these are real, this is real, authentically deaf culture. Like the dinner scene, mm-hmm. I I love the dinner scene in that they 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 tap you and they make sound and they're loud and they're you know like you're, they're having communication with their hands and there's no personal space. You know what I mean? Because you're in this nature, and I love that. Ruben was like, what is, you know, I, they're so in my space. They're so abrupt. They're so big. And it's like, that's, that's dinner at the dinner table.
0: Yeah. That. And then I, I loved, I loved the scene when, when he goes and meets with Lauren Ridloff, the, the teacher, and she's a 29 for Children of a Lesser God. and, And, and. She shows like she has him work with the kids and discover that your relationship with music doesn't end just because it's not what it used to be. You can still work with these drums, you can still do what you do in a just a different way. And then the 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 scene with the little boy on the slide and yeah. just feeling the Feeling the, vi- the vibration of it is just beautiful. Yeah.
1: Also, the fact that they didn't glorify. Like, a lot of people want to do the whole, oh, look how great. They they showed the everything. They're horny. They have depression. Uh-huh. They, you know, they go through attitude adjustments just like every other human being in this world. And they did not steer from that. I love the scene where he drew the naked woman for her to tattoo on her back. Yes. That was brilliant how they were like. I love the signs that they were just for people to see signs that you rarely wouldn't see. She was signing, like, oh, yeah. how much uh, uh, grooming she'd like on the young lady. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like awesome to watch her sign it and look like, so visual. On 100%. That
0: <laughs> there was um, another. Um... My uh, fiance's uh, best friend, Mary Kate Ash, shout out Mary Kate, uh, is getting her master's. I don't, I think, I can't remember if it's deaf studies or or if it's um, you know something uh, with ASL. But that's that's what she's mm-hmm. what she's what she's studying. And so I will communicate with her a lot, like about projects like this, almost to be like, is this right? What is the community like saying? Because because right. like, it because I um I'm not. Like in that community, in any like meaningful way, and so I I, I'm 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 interested. And so she sent me a message the other day saying she had watched it and that she thought because the movie almost like does this bait and switch on you because he he wants the implants uh, that so that so so many people do get, and a lot of times it's young kids whose parents get them for them, and he gets them, and he he and she was like, I expected this movie to be he gets the implants, right, glorified, yeah, and the movie really shows that um it's not these it's not the solution. and then he he goes back to the incredible Paul Racy who plays Joe the oh head of
1: God. the center.
0: he goes back and there's that amazing scene where um where he goes back and he tells Joe, you know, I got the implants. Uh, can I just stay here for a a, a, a little bit yes. and Joe looks at him and he's like, I'm so happy that you did that for you like he he, he at first says like, good for you if that's what you wanted but then he's like, we don't see that we don't see being deaf as an issue here it's right. not a barrier for us and you can't stay here anymore and it's just but you get it it's you, un, you un, understand what he's saying because it's almost like you're bringing you're bringing that negative energy in a, in a way into that space that's a space of love and in a, a place of in a, a place of healing
1: Yeah, let's talk about authenticity Paul Rossi is a coda he's a ch- children of a mm-hmm. deaf adult right and um he was he was almost not going to do the film. It was going to be Robert Duvall. No. And they were like, let's not, because he doesn't have any connection to the deaf community. I'm so happy they went with Paul Rose because he was, he was in the stillness.
0: He he was, he, he was in, and you know, I also what I loved about his his performance is as 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 well. Like I love Daniel Kaluuya; he's going to right. win the Oscar this year. He's incredible in Jews and the Black Messiah. That's a leading performance that's just going to win an Oscar in supporting, and that happens every year, and that's fine. Yeah. But Paul Racy, I, I it's incredible that he actually was nominated because he's not a known. This is his first big thing. He's not a known actor, and he's in like three scenes. But it, it just shows that when sometimes if you sit down and watch the movie, you you walk away saying. And we'll get into the sound in a minute, but you oh, you walk de- away saying the sound's incredible, Riz is incredible, and Paul Racy, who who is that man? Right, right. And the fact that he is authentically already part of the community, he plays in 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 a band in L.A. and he signs when he sings. Apparently, he is involved with uh, Def West as well. Yes, Def like, West. So, yep. So he he's incredible, and there's a whole another layer in this movie about being an addict, um, yes. and. Both Ruben and his girlfriend are, I think, like five years out of of rehab at this point. Um, and they 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 seem to be doing well. Obviously, it's a struggle every 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 day, but at least that, at least that's what the film kind of wants you to think. And then because he can't pay for the implants, he has to again. We're spoiling the the movie at this point. He has to <sighs> sell his uh like kind of like the the truck van that he's living yes. in, and then he goes back and he asks Paul Racy Joe for money to buy it back and and Joe's basically like this is addict behavior and it it, it so effortlessly brings that back into the conversation right. because this is also a story about it in some way because his journey to get the implant you could argue is like based in that sort of catching the high nature and it's not what you think it is
1: that's so funny because that's what brings it back to a human story Mm -hmm. that people say well i don't have to watch it because it really doesn't apply to me no it's a human story it's about a human being going through an experience that any other human being would have gone and um my favorite character the sound it was
0: (laughs) the sound in this movie again like i have not experienced this but i know you said that Mm -hmm. when you were watching it you had to think for a second is this the movie or is this me
1: There was a moment where i literally had a momentary panic attack because i turned it on and the ringing started and i was like and i just literally was like wait 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 and i was like wait it's the movie oh my god so i had to watch it in closed caption first because i found myself losing my breath at certain times and going oh my god is that because it's just fears that you encounter thinking you know what was it happening you know so I watched it in closed caption and then I watched it a second time without closed caption and I was much more open and peaceful towards it because I saw it more as a character of this film. And my God, the sound effects when he puts on the cochlears. It, I mean, that what?
0: is, Oh God, watching his face as, as they like, he's like, Oh, we'll do another adjustment. And like, yes. we know what's not going to get in. We better. know it, but he doesn't know. And then hearing, and then like, there's the scene later where he hears, his girlfriend singing but it's he really it's can't so hear it it's so different and it's so different and, yeah. and and again there are there are people that that's what they want and that's okay but i think the movie does a good job of showing that the implant is not a solution yeah it's it's
1: it's a help but it's not a solution and, and it's not this, it, it, this is a big discussion in the community right this within the deaf community this is a huge and it splits it in half They're like, they've, you know, some cultures find it, you know, almost like the Hunger Games. There's a purist and a non purist, you know, in every culture, right? And so we have the people who believe, oh, if you get um, hearing aids, if you get implants, you're just not really being true to yourself, you're denying your culture. And then we have those who are like, well, I just really want to you know, survive throughout my life and things like that. So it depends on what perspective you're coming from. I cannot have a, a, a legit opinion on that because I'm only half of the world and things like that, right? That being said, um, there's a big disillusion when you're older getting the surgery and into like I need I'm going to be fixed right and and so when you get it you realize it's not I thought it was going to be fixed and and that's when you get it so that you can uh help you like like a crutch right if you get it to help you walk better okay but if you get it because you think your legs are going to be healed then you're going to be very surprised, and the impact yeah. in his eyes were just like, and that's <sighs> and, and and that's
0: when when the the movie like that moment drives home like the the real thing is the work you did with the community, right? Like, the work you did to learn like your new, not just a new language, your new language, yeah, and and seeing how important that was and. Uh, the film shows that like the, the, the implant is not what's going to allow him to live between two worlds. It's the work because he is, because now that he has the implants, he's going to be part of the deaf community, but also because he's lived so long of his life as part of like, we'll call like, I don't, I don't know what the official term is, but like the hearing. community. Yes. Yes. He, mm-hmm. he he's innately going to be between the two worlds, right, but right. Like, you're, it's going to be easier to go with like, what, like, you know, like the, A, the ASL on that. Yes. Work. Yeah. It's just, and also like, you could see how happy he was there I and mean, yeah. how disappointed Pointed he, was, he was when he was
1: trying to, because he was doing it for the uh, opposite reasons. You know
0: and then I mean? when he like, walks out at the end, just turns them off and just yeah. sits in the silence.
1: It's just, Oh, his connection to God. It was just, that was it. You know, also there was a scene where he's in the room and I don't think, I think it's perspective and that's how you receive it. And I thought as a person who's uh, been around deaf people and have had my hearing losing, right? I think to myself, oh, that scene was different for me. And it was the scene where he was in the room screaming when he they put him in the room and he had the donut and he was like, ah, screaming. And I thought to myself, I'm sure people are watching this and they're thinking to themselves, um, God, he's screaming out of frustration because he has to sit still and that th- that's it, right? But the screaming and the frustration of not being able to hear your voice, <laughs> As you're screaming, <laughs> and you're like, I just want to be angry and feel angry, and I can't even because that's yeah. what you used to connect as anger before. And in comes the poor donut. He, he, I still, <laughs> R.I.P. Donut. I was highly offended when he. Like, like, yeah, I, I that, was like, that
0: Donut did not
1: deserve. It. <laughs> no, like, no one deserves. That. <laughs> but anyways, that's my point. Where he, with the donut comes in and he smushes in it and he like, and I'm like, that's the frustration of like it was just the perspective of seeing it that would be like, Oh my God, would be, if I can't hear my voice, which I used to think was my connection to anger. And now I have to physically show it. It was just like, Whoa, that was a moment of great distance. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. The only other person I wanted to shout out is just briefly. Olivia cook who plays his <gasps> girlfriend, the scene, she's only in the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. But That's the it. scene when, uh, when he reconnects with her after getting the implants and, uh, and they're laying in bed, and there's an understand, unsaid understanding that uh, they have grown past each other for various reasons. And I, I didn't cry the first time, I think, because I was just, like, taking it all in. I rarely cry the first time watching something, because I'm usually just, like, taking it in. The second time, I was crying because he-, he looks at her, and-, and he's like, you saved me. And then she says back, like, you saved me, and you just... It's implied that they met in rehab, and right. so seeing almost like they took each other t- t- as far as they could go like to the finish line and then now they kind of I it, 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 just, yes. it just hit me
1: or th- that realization of like when she got very stressed out as he was talking and she started scratching her arm which she only does mm-hmm. when she's like stressed out and thinking of her addiction and things like that and he realized wow she hadn't done that for a while till I brought this up I think that it's better for us to that realization yeah. of like oh
0: well, that's sound of metal. We <laughs> we recommend that you that you all go out. Um, Please. It's it's definitely going to win the sound Oscar. Um, uh, yes. And it, it may it may win the editing Oscar, but it's definitely going to win uh win the sound Oscar because it's just some of the most imaginative. Uh, it's both imaginative and simple. Like it's exactly what you expect. Right. We, we just don't ever see that in film, and so right. it's just it's astonishing. It's on Amazon, so you could all go watch it. Also. It needs to be said riz Ahmed looks like a fucking snack oh the my god film.
1: but how happy were you when he finally effing like shaved his head i was like oh that yeah, hair color honey take like, it that off man, that but, man oh is I got, a copy of,
0: I got a copy of a magazine i think it was backstage and it's just a picture of riz Ahmed and it says riz Ahmed laid bare and i said where
1: where where, where? <laughs> what page what
0: edition (laughs) we'll take a break and we'll come back with our trash of the week and we're back so now it's time for our favorite segment of every episode it's when my guest and i share what we feel is trash this week so melinda what is trash for you? I know you've got a few things. So listen. Let me have them.
1: First things first, the cutoffs on messengers. That's my complete trash, trash. honey. If I'm sending you a messenger and I'm not calling you, I want to perform for you, and I want you to perform for me. You <laughs> know, mm-hmm. messenger's not for that. Ten seconds, 20 seconds. I need a good thirty to sixty to give you a good, a good arty, a good arty. I don't like to. I don't like. I don't like to
0: be capped. <laughs>
1: i don't want to be capped no i have things to tell you but i don't want to actually speak with you because i just it's too much no i (laughs) i want you to hear it on your on your
0: own time also i want to be able to if i mess up start over
1: yes yes. (laughs) why where's the like yeah don't send it yet wait a minute i'm not done also
0: the like the instagram ones just send automatically (laughs) which like that's problematic that's not i don't i don't love
1: that but. Yes, so that's my first trash. <laughs> uh, my second trash is a little bit serious. It's um, okay, yeah. uh, the medical defense, uh, the defense medical oh. expert for um, the
0: the Derek Chauvin trial. I have not been watching this because not that I don't think it's serious, but I think I think many people are in the same boat of I just am so anxious because I don't trust the justice system or this jury of these uh, to to see what's plain in front of them so i I, i'm just a little concerned and so but again like it's clear as day what happened i mean mean, it's not just clear we have it on tape like it's literally on tape and that was the one thing that was that the one thing i did watch from the trial was i did not realize how many people were around when they had all those people testify who were like who saw it happen because obviously in the video we only saw what we saw um, that was it was astonishing to hear how many people could testify to the same exact thing, and then they get up there with this bullshit medical. Correct, exam. like how Such much is trash?
1: Throw him away! Throw him away! That was my second. Uh, my third one was Alexa mispronouncing yours and my name. Although yes. now, now we find out that is actually how your name is supposed to be pronounced.
0: Yes. Yeah, so please, so please share how. Well, share how they say yours first, because okay. that's just sad.
1: Okay, mine's is cables. <laughs> cables <laughs> mine she says as wahavia yeah
0: and she says it which, very she
1: says it very assurance like very Polish which,
0: which is the correct pronunciation but I like my Polish grandma's dead no one no one
1: like, says that oh you would use this one and not that one <laughs> <just> like, cables. <laughs> we did, we did.
0: it does make me think of the TikTok of, of it's like white people really go hard when they're in like a me- like a Mexican restaurant where they're like, I'll take the tortilla. Like, it's like, please, please just, I appreciate the enthusiasm and the attempt to be right, but I'm going to need you to be at like a, at like a five.
1: I love it. I promote go big, really big. Just, I mean, don't go inappropriate, but go big. No, but, Give me, you know, I want the whole tortillas. mole <laughs> <laughs> El numero cuatro. ¿qué quieres tú, Melinda? We all
0: know that you we all know that you took at least like one semester like one semester. I want full on
1: Dora. We full need... on. <laughs> <laughs> full on Dora. I want it. <laughs> Not Dora. <laughs> full on. go big or go home. That's the only I'm <laughs> thing. done. backpack.
0: Okay, that is that is funny. Did you have anything else? <laughs>
1: I think I have one more thing. Let me see. Yes, I wrote please. a lot. I was really Dora. coming prepared. Oh my god! My school, uh, the trash, the school district calling me to find out if I'd like to continue to if I'd like to test statewide for my daughter. It was COVID-19 last year. Honey, that's not the year I want you to find out if she's smart or not. Okay, I want you waiting this next year. This year has
0: been a test.
1: <laughs> Wait till next year till I worked on it a little and then you yeah. can, can... let <laughs> me.
0: Yeah, no, because that just seems like they're testing the parents.
1: Right? I don't love that. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, A, hey, honey, press A, press A. Come on. <laughs> it has been a test. B, honey, yeah. why? how do you not know that? My team, not know. my daughter is begging me. She's like, please, I want to go back to school. And my... <laughs>
0: Well also the kids the kids do math now by basically like drawing shapes. So I have I I have no, no
1: idea. I'm done. And, uh, so I I respectfully said no and then threw it in the trash. <laughs>
0: and there you have it. So I've got two quick things. The first one was sent to us by um, our friend Michael Wallin, who uh, yes. I wasn't aware of this um monstrosity, uh called popcorn salad. Ooh. So this is where people are legitimately, like, taking popcorn, almost like a cauliflower rice, and, like, making it the base of their salad. And it's unhinged. Trust you will be dealt with. Yeah. Because they're also then putting, like, dressings on it, like a hot sriracha.
1: Now I asked you this before. Please remind me. This isn't, like, caramel or, like, we're talking about, like, like, ranch.
0: Plain. (sighs) Plain popcorn. Then, like... There's, like, some greens on top of it. No. My question, too, is, like, do we add in, like, other... V- it's like popcorn with carrots and peppers. Right, like- and how
1: do you pair it? Well, who's the teacher? Who's teaching this class? Because how do you pair it? Like, what do I... What wine do you drink with the popcorn? So-
0: Where's the Somali? <laughs> what, what do they say?
1: <laughs> who's, who's the who's the chef on this on this menu? Because I'm... On this, on this I'm, piece. <laughs> I'm curious what channel we're on, because this is affecting me i don't know how you're supposed to are you supposed to churn it turn it are you there like... also was a
0: very funny comment on the article that it was from that basically said like this seems like a good reason to keep the offices closed right <laughs> like i don't want people to show up to work with their popcorn <laughs> Can salad you? so Can you? <laughs> that's honey what's
1: that that's
0: that the other thing i will say is um it's funny, I just saw this on Instagram earlier, and ironically, last night I was re- re-watching Moonstruck, iconic film, yes. and uh, there's a scene where Cher and Nicolas the Cage queen. go to the opera, and they are um in at Lincoln Center, and... It's just this it's that icon those iconic like three buildings yeah. with the um the fountain inside. And as part of this like New York rollout to like get people to come back to the city, they're doing all this, I guess like what they assume is like beautification of the city, but they're turning that entire plaza into like a green space. And I support green spaces, but that's like and it's
1: like if it's I went iconic. to the like, It's like if I like, was the Statue of Liberty make, and was like Yeah,
0: or like the steps of the Met. I'm not gonna turn those into a green no. space. Like there <laughs> are just like those places in New York that you're not gonna touch and the the rendering of it looks
1: awful. And I'm all for listen, I saw the pictures I know I'm all for um you know, planets and saving and let's make it happen. You could put it on roofs of restaurants. You could put a, make gardens on bridges, or like, like in
0: communities where the kids like could use like you yes. don't about, like well like sixty fifth on the Upper East Side. Like hello. You
1: know. Hello. No. no, not there. Plus it's obvious they've never been a student there. That's where you read. That's where you go to take your break. That's where I take my Chinese and I sit there and I'm like I'm eating my Chinese before I have to run to my next class and do my Like obviously it's like fake grass, but like
0: I don't walk on like <laughs> no. I don't want to like walk on turf while I'm walking into Lincoln Center like no. It's going to be a it's going to be a no from me on that. And you one.
1: know what it's going to do? It's going to promote a lot of people to decide to take off their shoes and I'm not for that. We support people leaving their shoes on. Leave your shoes on, No, So,
0: with that, Melinda, please tell the fans where they can follow you. And I, we again, because we've already done this before. There were some (laughs) great local, uh, local. Women, uh, running some great businesses that you wanted to promote. Yeah. As well.
1: Oh so yes, because I want to take this opportunity. And, yeah.
0: And we'll and we'll put all of their info into the show notes as well.
1: So I'm Cirque to Life on Instagram and on Facebook. I'm Melinda Capellas. I try to update as much as possible. If you know anything, send it to me. Keep me updated. <laughs> but um, I also want to take the opportunity to promote some wonderful young ladies who are doing amazing things, like Rooted Three Seventeen. Is a fellow theater actress Cecilia. Cecilia, Barry,
0: yeah. shout out. She's mm-hmm. doing some. She's making work
1: amazing there. work. She makes some amazing hoodies, and she's getting some spring collection out. Go check her out on Instagram. I also have El Bate, which is a uh, Latino cultural center here. They make amazing shirts. Um, uh, Serenade, who's a performer here, she's coming out with some masks and some uh, music, uh, and uh, yeah, that's. That's about my three. If you know anybody else, send it to me and I'll promote it as much as possible. But those are... And Los Artistas del Barrio, it's a group that I'm a part of, LADB. We have a Facebook as well, a website um, on LADB.com and an Instagram. Check us out. We're a collaborative group of Latino artists here in Buffalo. We got together and we were like, let's do some art. Let's sing. Let's... um, do poetry let's paint and then we represent each other too to make sure we're well paid and um st- stuck up for you know stick up for us you know i guess that's how you say it i said stuck up for whatever yeah just, you know.
0: yeah, just like just you know, you don't
1: know what i mean <laughs> advocating
0: for, for exactly
1: for each, each other. other
0: well thank you i love all that we'll put um you'll send me that and we'll put that all in the show notes so you can follow me at michael kowiak on twitter and instagram at michael kowiak on tiktok you can follow the podcast at that's trash pod on twitter and instagram and that's trash with michael kowiak on facebook and you can visit our website at that's trash Pod.com. thank you so much melinda yes this is bet yes. uh, we've we i, I could do this again <laughs> uh, let's just yes. do it again
1: but, but let's make sure we don't have to okay i'm
0: gonna yeah, check let's
1: the make sure thing we, right we now. Don't have to. <laughs> 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 bye bye
0: Thank you for listening to That's Trash with Michael Wakowiak. Our music is provided by Lightbeats. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and visit our website at thatstrashpod.com.